welcome to Mormonish, everybody. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Landon. And we have a very special episode for you today, all about conference predictions for the April 2023 General Conference. Are you excited, Landon? This is going to be fun. This is just a fun episode. This is going to be a really fun episode. And I have to say that conference predictions are very near and dear to my heart. When I was a nuanced Mormon, I had other nuanced friends and 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 even faithful friends. We would try to predict what they were going to say at conference, you know, what kind of big announcement or where were the temples. And this is literally how I discovered the post-Mormon um, social media world, specifically ex-Mormon Reddit, because I was Googling conference predictions and I stumbled across ex-Mormon Reddit, where they had all kinds of predictions. And I was like, what land have I entered? What is this? <laughs> and never really looked back. So I can thank the, you know, rumor mill of conference to kind of introduce me to this whole world. So what we decided to do is I put out a couple posts on social media. I called it conference and rumors of conference. And I ask for predictions from all of you out there about what you think there is going to happen this year at conference. It could be anything. I think I said something like, you know, the true, the half true, or in your wildest dreams. So we've put all these together um, to talk about in this episode. And of course, we couldn't do a speculation or rumor episode without our special tools of prognostication. So Landon, why don't you show everybody what you have that's going to help you here? Well, I got my ever scientific uh, hat with a seer stone because we wanted to be accurate when we do this. So I figured you couldn't be more accurate than the hat with the seer stone. So that's what I'll be using today. That's what Fuck Landon you. will be using. Wow. <laughs> and I went a little more folk magic-y and I have this amazing crystal ball the ever accurate crystal ball <laughs> yes that i'm going to be gazing into to see if i can predict what's going to happen at general conference so all right well let's just dive right in so as i said um we got probably over what would you say landon like 400 yeah we had hundreds of responses yep hundreds of responses and we combed through all of those kind of put them in categories so a lot of these are sort of an amalgam or a consensus of what people think. So I'll start with, with number one. I think that this was a really good one. Um, one of the people that we polled said, it will be boring. <laughs> well, I think we the show can be done. <laughs> no one saw this coming. No one. <laughs> I think we have an accurate one there. No, I think no, that's it. I, no we more can prophetic end statement was ever made. <laughs> that's it. So we thought we'd start with that. Let's get that one out of the way. And then let's dive into some of the other predictions that were there were. I think Landon has the first one that we're going to talk about after after that quote. Yeah, th this is this is probably going to be the biggest one one i think of the whole conference that everyone's going to tune in for uh because of the sec uh fine and everything that's happened a lot of people are are thinking that the church auditing report is it going to happen uh you know that usually happens on the second session on the saturday morning uh on the saturday afternoon session the second session on saturday and it's usually the least attended session uh, and it's the, the first thing that generally happens on that second session. And the church auditor gets up there and says, you know, we found that all the church auditing has happened in accordance with the proper procedures and that all church finances are, are in order. They're going to have a hard time saying that this time. 
So do they get up there and say that? And if they say that, then are they basically saying that the church, that their processes are to, you know, hide all the money from the members? Yeah, I guess if it says this is in accordance to church policy, which is what they typically say, that does give you pause. But then again, if they don't have the report, that's just as telling. It is. I feel like like a lot of people it. Yep. I feel like a lot of people will tune in who normally wouldn't just to see whether it's there or not or what they dare to say. So that's a good one. I think it might be the the, the best attended session of the whole conference. <laughs> that is funny. Oh, my goodness. The, uh, and to go along with that is uh, a few people have, have said that uh, sustaining of church leaders, will, will that even happen because of the fact that the, this has happened? Uh, you know, is it possible that some people are going to stand up and say, no, we can't sustain this? Uh, some people have even said <laughs> that some of the, they they think uh, some of the other podcasters we've talked to think that some of the actual uh, leadership might even stand up and walk out. I personally don't see that happening. Uh, I think that's far fetched, but I could be proven wrong. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you never know. I have heard that they mute the portion uh, where they ask for sustaining votes. I know several years ago, somebody was able to sneak in different parts of sort of a megaphone or a voice amplifier. I can't even say it. And that's when we heard, if you guys were listening, they said something like, protect the children. You know, you could hear that audibly. And ever since then, um, it's been silent. So I think they do definitely take precautions to not let anybody know how anybody is feeling in the audience. But again, anything could happen. We haven't really seen anything like this SEC situation. So anything can happen. My, my prediction is they'll they'll either do away with the uh, audit report or they'll change the wording of how they how they say that. I I I I could see somebody in the audience standing up and 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 you know saying that they dissent. I don't think anyone within the leadership will dissent or or walk out. Uh, yeah. So that's that's my prediction. That's that's where I'm going out on the limb. You you going to make any prediction with that? Yeah, I'm just going to wait and see on that. I'm pretty. Wouldn't it be amazing if someone off the stand actually walked down? But no, I don't think that'll happen. So we might hear something anecdotally later about some dissenting votes, but I doubt we'll see any difference. And I think you you have a quote. An yeah, actual well, quote from somebody that made a prediction. I thought this one was really good going along with this topic. Yeah, I like this one. When the apostle asks for the dissenting vote, Jesus will appear and cast the dissenting vote and shut the whole thing down. Then he will create an organization which can be trusted to use all the money to do some real good. <laughs> I think that's a there little far-fetched because we all know that if Jesus showed up, he wouldn't be allowed in. He doesn't meet the dress code. So, <laughs> Oh, you're right. No shoes, long hair, long beard. Yeah, he wouldn't even make it through the gate. You're absolutely right to try to attend his own conference. So we will see. But definitely people are thinking about will there be some kind of voice raised in protest in some way. So also going along with the whole SEC, um, a lot of people predicted that there's going to be some kind of big charitable donation announced, or in fact, this will be a central theme of the conference, the charity, the humanitarian aid, kind of to put everybody's mind at ease, like, no, no, you know, you may have heard about this nonsense over here, but really, this is what we're doing. So what do you think about that? I, I think they've got to do something that shows that they're doing something with that money. Um, to me, the big question is, 
is it going to be an internal donation or an external donation? And by that, I mean, you know, the church, uh, they, they tend to spend it on something that benefits them a lot of the time. Like they'll, uh, they'll build something, uh, that benefits the church members. You know, we're going to build a giant, uh, something or other, uh, that really benefits them. Or will they, you know, say we're going to cure malaria or something like that that benefits the world, which to me, that would really be beneficial to the church because, uh, you know, the publicity they would get with something like that, as well as the, the benefit the world would get out of it would be huge. And that could really wash away the stain that they've gotten from this SEC scandal. Um, but my historically, what I've seen when this happens, they, they, they don't they don't seem to learn. They don't seem to fix things, but it, it would make sense that they would do it. So we'll yeah, see. Some kind of smoke screen, I think, just something yeah. that will give faithful members a chance to say, no, look, they did this, you know? So I don't know. I, a lot of people predicted this will actually be a central theme of conference, the charitable giving. So that is possible. They'll definitely highlight their charitable giving, whether it's real or not. You know, we've learned from the past that they like to say, oh, we gave a lot in charity and that's really cleaning the bathrooms at the church or whatever, but they'll definitely highlight their charitable giving to try to make it look like they give a lot more than they, than they really have. Wow. I wish someone would give me that kind of charity. I yes. need somebody to come over and clean my bath. It is much appreciated. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> and then you, uh, both of us kind of came up with a prediction for in between conference. Do you remember what we were talking about yeah, yesterday? Typically between conference sessions, and I don't I don't know if it's on Saturday so much, but I think it's on the Sunday session Sunday, that they yeah. do it. Uh, you know, Carol Makita always does that report. Oh. Uh, I think she's still doing it. I haven't watched conference for a little while, but uh, they always do that documentary. And I, I, I see that they're going to have a big documentary on all the good they're doing in some poor country, probably Africa, probably with the... Uh, you know, Bonnie Corden and the Relief Society presidency was just in Africa. Yeah. They'll probably try to show all the good they just did in Africa with the when the Relief Society and try to show that they're doing a bunch of charity there or something to try to show that that money is being used somewhere uh, for the membership. That's my yeah. prediction. I, I yeah, see. No, I think. I think we're right on that. And then we had a couple actual quotes um, from, from people on social media about this topic. I'll read one and I think you have one to read. So um, my this person said, there'll be a new revelation about the purpose of Ensign Peak. God was saving it to bring back road shows, um, but this time with Broadway level budgets. <laughs> However, Membership then realizes that this will be impossible without the gaze. <laughs> there you go. I would like to see roadshows come back. I miss roadshows. I think that would be fun. But that there's an idea. Why not? A Broadway level budget. <laughs> and then you had a quote, I think. I, I really like this one. Uh, th th this, is, this explains perfectly the reason that they've had to save so much money. And, and it makes sense. Uh, Jesus charges an appearance fee for the second coming. It is $150 billion. So we finally have enough. He should be here any minute now. <laughs> wow. Well, that's possible. There is a lot of talk around appearance fees and NIL stuff. So maybe he's so big that that's what he's going to start <laughs> demanding. Well, it's actually really funny. Hopefully it's not at, at uh, Southern Utah University. Uh, right. Oh, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> That's a whole different scenario. We may have to cover it in another episode. Huh? Yes. Interesting. So uh, in addition um, to charitable giving and a theme of that at conference, um, a lot of people thought that there might be some other kind of just major announcement, exciting major announcement that would kind of deflect from the SEC fine and, and that scandal. Um, some people suggested it could be a change to the missionary program in some capacity. That's an easy change to make. You can implement that instantly, and that gets a lot of excitement out there. Um, some people suggested maybe younger uh, couples, much like kind of Christian. I know that in Christian churches, sometimes young couples go on missions or even couples that are maybe in their forties being encouraged if they, you know, have the means that they could go out together as couple missionaries. So a change like that people suggested also a huge one, this would be gigantic, um, perhaps paying for missions, the church saying, we're just going to fund, you know, no longer do members have to pay this $500, $400 fee. We are going to cover this or through the church. So I don't know, something so huge that it would just send this ripple effect out there. And that's all anybody would be buzzing about. Um, and do you have any thoughts on either of those, Landon? Yeah, I I don't think the uh, the couple one would ever fly because of the fact that they've got the the young people going on missions, you know, both, both uh, men and young men and young women are going now. And so they're just getting back getting married, that would seem, you know, they're just getting into life. That would take even more away from them. Right. Um, paying for the mission is definitely, you know, we just talked about that they have to do something with that money and a big financial thing. So paying for the missions, that would be one of those internal things that they could do with the money to show. Uh, however, you know, we found out about the bud, we found out about this big surplus just after they announced that they were going to raise it from 400 to 500. So they raised bad timing. Bad timing. They raised it from 400 <laughs> to 500 when they had the money all the time anyway. So now to go back and say, Oh yeah, now, now we're going to cover it. Boy, the Lord knew he had that money. Why didn't he do it then rather than raised it? So it still has kind of a bad flavor, but that yeah. is certainly one of the things they could do to instantly say here, you, you, you know, that, that to me is one of the things that you can do to instantly relieve the members from having to pay that extra money. They're already paying tithing. And to add that extra burden onto families to go on a mission when the church already has the means to pay for it, that to me is one of the things they could possibly announce that would make the members happy mm -hmm. and would would really take away from that, uh, would, would turn people's mind. But they've got to do something to turn turn people's uh, a big announcement that people get excited about and forget yeah. about the, the, the all they're talking about yeah another suggestion that we read a couple times is actually one hour church wouldn't that be incredible and then the rest of it is home study you know and that would have a couple different benefits that would be a huge announcement that would deflect attention and and also that would stop people from being gospel doctrine teachers which i hear a lot i was a gospel doctrine teacher and now i'm out you know? <laughs> yeah. so, so instead of being in classes where you might hear some things that would start you down a path that's kind of your story landon how you heard things about the book of abraham and went what so this would mean that you're at home studying in the safety and security of your family like-minded so i don't know people thought that might be the case that they might change the structure although they just barely went to two hours. So this, this would be something different, but I don't know thoughts on that, or is that just kind yeah, of, and a, they have that come follow not. me home study manual yeah. that they've come out yeah. with and stuff. So, 
you know, I don't think they'd, I don't think they'd go there just because they seem to have to have you in their church. You know, that yeah. seems to be part of the culture. So I, I don't see that one there, but I, you know, it's possible. Uh, so I'm, I'm predicting no on that one. Uh, okay. Uh, but one that we we have heard about is garments um, uh, and a change to the garment policy. Uh, a lot of the younger people don't seem to really like or care for wearing the garments anymore. And let's face it, a lot of the older people <laughs> aren't thrilled with it. But uh, we just weren't brave enough to stop. The young we, kids we are like, brave. Eh, no. <laughs> yep, yep. But the younger kids don't seem to have a problem with with not wearing them. So. Um, you know, there's been talk of maybe an announcement that uh, that they would only be required to wear them on Sunday or to the temple uh, as a requirement. Um, so this is kind of a two-edged sword because they they could do that or they could do the opposite and say, oh, you got to wear them, you know, even in the shower or whatever. <laughs> you know, they get even harder and say, Double you guys down. are doing too much. You guys aren't wearing yeah. them. You need to wear them all the time, you know, so yeah. it could be a a two-edged sword that they make a change on garments and either say you got to wear them all the time or they or they 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 relax that and say oh you know just the temple or maybe they'll say you just have to wear them to the interview you know everyone just sits in their garments and does the interview <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but garments that that would be an easy distraction because people would be thrilled if they didn't have to wear garments anymore i, I think a lot of the kids would but I do think the older generation that would maybe, you know, say, wait a minute, I've worn these all my life. Yeah. I'm, I'm attached to these. I've made a co covenant. There's no way I'm not wearing these. So I could see that being a two-edged sword. So I'm not sure that would be a conference announcement. That might be more of a letter that they would put out. Uh, yeah, so. you're right. You're right. Slip that in there. And then I think you also, uh, you were looking at something with the word of wisdom too. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, you know, people have talked, we've heard this for several years of people saying, oh, they've got to start phasing out the word of wisdom as, uh, you know, again, the younger generation doesn't seem to care too much about the lattes and the coffees. And, yeah. and a lot of people, you know, are drinking socially uh, with, with different things. Yeah, so it's, it's not uncommon. And especially with the church becoming a worldwide church, like, I, I travel a lot in Asia, and teas is everywhere you can't you can't sit down at a mill without tea being on the menu and try try to get a soft drink or something else that is common for an lds person and you can't find it um so you know you're you got this global church and some of these things that are not allowed by the word of wisdom are are what's used every day in these other countries and so that they, they may need to to uh repeal that at some point but i don't know that again i don't know that that would be a, a conference announcement that they're going to say we're no longer doing the word of wisdom because they basically have to strike out part, uh, a whole section of the doctrine and covenants yeah. so again i think that would be a letter thing that's slowly relaxed over time uh, that you would see letters coming out for that so I, i'm going to say no on that one too but that is one that we heard uh, in, in yeah. a lot of the comments Maybe instead of rumors, we should just call this a wish list because people are like, I hope they do this or that. But I agree with you. And, and maybe even not a letter. If they just took some of these out of the temple recommend yes. questions, it would just kind of grassroots on an organic level. It would just phase out until they would say, they, I don't think we ever said that. You must have misunderstood. Because <laughs> they had the word of wisdom yeah. for years in the yeah. church. And they we know that yeah. the pioneers came across with coffee makers and yeah, coffee, sure even did. though the word of wisdom was 
was there. But I think the one that you have is very likely, and I don't know if they'll announce it in conference, but we, we know for a fact that something is going to happen regarding the, the one you have. Yeah. So this is this is one that's been people have been talking about this um, for a couple of weeks now. Um, you know, they, they are refurbishing earthquake proofing the Salt Lake Temple. And they're also if you've gone, we went down to Temple Square a couple of months ago. I mean, it is ripped to shreds. It does, It's unrecognizable. And so there are huge plans to change this. And we've seen what we believe are, are some of the plans that kind of been out there. Um, just a huge change, almost making it into a, like a a Vatican theme park kind of a thing, you know, a center of Christianity. Um, there's talk of like a people mover to get, you know, folks who are visiting around, even changing the name to something much more significant. We've heard that it possibly will be something like the mountain of the Lord. I mean, just something very significant. Um, have you been hearing this kind of thing too? This would be a major announcement, very exciting for everybody. And it would take years and it would take billions of dollars to create this sort of theme park you know, well, environment. So when people do visit Temple Square, they can get the full message. Because that was one of the problems in the surveys that they took. People who visit aren't understanding what happens here. What's the temple? What's your church? Where's Jesus? These kinds of things um, have come out in the surveys that people aren't getting. So they want to make sure that this is the message and it's all on point with this big theme park um, environment. Have you been hearing this too, Landon? Yeah, and this is more than just rumors. Uh, somebody leaked the master yeah. plan onto Reddit and actually mm -hmm. put the drawings out. Yeah. And and th this name change, it was a recommendation that they change yeah. the name to something that was more forceful, such as Mountain of right. the Lord which because it's no longer a square it's a long several block right. uh theme park uh if you will and the funny thing is it looked like the church office building was gone it looked like uh the uh, a lot of the the hotel utah the old hotel utah looked like it would be which i can't imagine that's a historic beautiful structure right to tear that down would just be uh horrible yeah. uh but uh the church made them tear take those plans off real quick because I mm -hmm. guess they were copyrighted and they took them back. But yeah. something is going to happen there. There is there there is going to be a lot of money spent on that. And it's going to be something uh, pretty spectacular. Uh, yeah. So whether they announce that in conference or whether that's going to be an announced in the future, something big is coming there. That is certainly something that they can point to to get people excited and say, yeah. here's where your money's being spent. So I yeah. could see something being being announced there. Uh, that That's a possibility for conference. Yeah, I think so, too. And somebody said, well, if it is more of a theme park scenario, you've already got Celestial Kingdom, Terrestrial Kingdom. You know, <laughs> you've already kind of got the, the grid right there that you can put up. So we'll find out. And if we get more information, maybe we'll do another episode on that. But it is exciting, I guess, to think about. I mean, I've been visiting Temple Square for 50 years, right? I mean, yep. it's been the same. And so it is time to update it. And, and we'll see what they have in mind. So interesting all right let's see what else oh you're you have a i think a quote um for our next rumor or speculation yeah this this one uh is is an interesting one because i i think almost everybody in the church has even forgotten about this program 
uh, but it's a, a change to family home evening. <laughs> so family home evening is to be named family service evening, where you will have the opportunity to strengthen your bonds and teach your children the joys of a lifetime of service. We will provide new songs, including one, two, let's clean the loo and bless me, Lord, we'll sigh Hoover the meeting hall. <laughs> I swear people are so creative. That is hilarious. <laughs> It would be just like it though, a family home service night. Once again, we, I think that's the only program in the church that has not been renamed at this point. <laughs> yeah. No. And you know, I don't, I don't disagree or have a problem with that because as long as it's service out in your community somewhere and not just service turned back onto the church, you know, if, if it was a time where a family consciously thought this week, how are we going to give back instead of, you know, just sitting around having a lesson. I would be all for that. I think that's great. Let's encourage people to get out again into the community, not something that you're doing at church, but into the community. So I think that would be great if they did that. Yeah, I think I think you could maybe change it to family home activity uh, oh, yeah. night or something where you could do a service activity or just an activity as a yeah. family, which is really what family home evening. But it yes. somehow he's got to get his he's got to get in there and change that that program name because he he hasn't changed that name yet and that's his yeah. legacy i think is to change every single program in the church before he dies so yeah oh i think that could be it so yeah and speaking of name change um there was another one um suggesting that temple going to the temple the word temple would be changed to house of the lord so would you you would use that i don't know if you do an acronym because that's not a very attractive acronym, but you might uh, just say house of the Lord from now on. We're going to the house of the Lord. What, I'm going to be married in the house be? of the Lord. We're going to the hole. Yeah, that's why I said not a very attractive acronym. So, although maybe accurate. I'm not sure. <laughs> <would> be accurate. <laughs> but, you know, if they did do something like that, it would just, I guess it would try to make it more holy, more sacred. But I think in the real world, it'd sound weird. We're getting married in the house of the Lord. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know it sounds kind of cultish, it. doesn't it? it yeah, uh, that's what I mean. It sounds a little temple sounds like, you know, Jew, like I'm going to temple. You hear that, you know, yeah. in the Jewish religion. So it's not so foreign, but I don't know. Several people said they predicted or had heard maybe a change or an emphasis on calling it house of the Lord instead of temple, or maybe that horrible acronym. I don't know. <laughs> he, Nelson does have a, a history for changing the simple yep. to the difficult. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> and the undescriptive where they don't have any idea what you're talking about. Like, you know, I'm a member of the church of the, anyway. Yes. All right. I think you have the next one. Oh, also about temples again. Yeah. This was a good one. I thought. Um, yes, th this one is, um, you know, the, one, one of the things we kept talking about is tithing will not be spoken of. Um, right. you know, it, it, it will be the subject that will not be spoken in this conference <laughs> because of, of the, uh, of the money issue. So instead they'll address it, but they'll address it in the form of temple worthiness. So mm -hmm. they will now very highly emphasize temple worthiness first because they just announced 30 temples in the last one and so now they can't talk about tithing without you know acting like they're misers because they've got all this money and they want more so now they're going to emphasize temple worthiness which every member knows means that they have to pay their tithing in order to go to the to the temple so uh, we believe that the new code word for tithing will be temple worthiness uh, maintain temple worthiness and I think that will happen. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And it's just a very subtle 
tweak of it. Everyone still knows that it means pay your tithing, but it sounds nicer. We want all of you to be temple worthy. But when you really think about the list of things that that entails, they're telling you, you know, this and this, and you better do this. And, and paying is probably the number one thing that they're going to ask you about. So that's subtle. I like that. That's good. So, yeah, and, and then let's see you. Yeah. If they, if they do talk about tithing, uh, it would be in the, in the form of making it j just in the form that they're going to make it technically more easy for you to do it. Um, so they're going to allow Venmo for paying of your tithing. Or my thought is, is that, uh, you know, they're going to make it so that there's no question about whether you're paying your tithing accurate. They're going to come up with a software program, TurboTithe, uh, that you can just fill in all your information and it will automatically tell you what you owe. And you can just hit submit and it'll submit it for you. No question about whether you're paying a full tithe or not. And it will automatically declare your tithing at the end of the year. You can just hit submit and it no need to go to tithing. What do they call it now? Declaration. Tithing declaration. Yes, yes it, will, it will be all automatic. You don't even have to oh, go anymore. <laughs> that's a wish list. I don't think that prediction is going to happen. However, if you did a turbo tithing, I love that name. We should copyright that. Um, it would be interesting if they changed it to sort of a, a sliding scale kind of a thing. Like if you make over this income, you will pay. Under this income, you will not have to pay, which actually goes back to some of the earlier statements from early church leaders, which they leave out. They put little ellipses where it basically says tithing if you have means on your increase, you know, so that would kind of be that if you're up to this income level, you obviously probably don't have the means above this amount you will pay. So who knows, there could be a lot that you could do with tithing, but whether they would or not, I don't know. Yes. Would they ever change to any less than 10%? Wow. That is a question, but right. the sliding skill that would really help some of the, you know, less fortunate people in the church that they can yeah. still donate, but not have to pay 10%. And of course, we all know Joseph, uh, was it Joseph F. Smith, who said, uh -huh. you know, there'll Remember be a day when F. we don't need your tithing. But yeah. yes, the church is already stepping that back saying, yeah. no, that's not what he meant. But uh, yeah, Fair uh, Mormon know. addressed that, that that quote does not mean what we think. And I think we'll talk about that. I think maybe we talk about that later. I'm not sure. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, of course, everybody also predicted that several temples would be announced. But remember, last time they were trying to get up to 300. So they had to make that push and announce that, you know, to get it up to the even number. So was it 20 last time? So this time there's no number to get to unless they're going to announce 100 to get yeah. to 400 or something like that. So um, I think it'll be a small number of temples. Um, the one thing I think I predict for sure is that they will be in areas where there aren't enough membership to support them. <laughs> that seems to always be the problem that, that they'll announce a temple and then you'll read later on social media, why would they put one there? There's hardly even enough to do this and this. So I think that might be realistic. Um, I have a quote. Let me see if I can find this from an actual prediction on social media. Um, this person says that they can pretty accurately predict uh, zero homeless shelters will be announced. <laughs> I think so, that's fair temples, to say. Yes, homeless shelters. Which is amazing. Every time they every time they announce uh, something with the temple, they go and move the homeless people further out. <laughs> um, 
yeah. away from the temple. <laughs> but well, no, and that is something when we talked about the plans for the new temple area, one page that I read, there was definitely um, discussion on how to keep people out, berms, barriers, iron fences, <laughs> locks, gates. That was a whole section. So that's definitely... That's definitely a real thing. So, all right. Where did we go next in our predictions? Oh, I think oh. you have, this is a big one. Yeah. Speaking of keeping people out. Um, <laughs> I didn't the, know the, I was segueing, and yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> religious freedom under attack. That Ooh. will definitely be one of the talks will be on religious freedom being under attack. Um, specifically, uh, the pro-LGBTQ legislation mm -hmm. that the church supported um, only because it was for religious freedom is why the church supported it, not because of the pro-LGBTQ. We already saw Oaks address that uh, because a lot of the members of the church uh, is saying, why are you supporting this? Uh, and he had to clarify that it was for that. But that also allows them to address the you know, our religious freedoms are under attack. The, the fact that we were fined by the SEC simply for Hoarding our money is a perfect example of our religious freedoms being brought under attack. We were uh, we were uh, picked at. We were picked on by the government. We were, you know, they 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 came and picked on us specifically, and and they're going to try to make it look like they were the victims in in the case of this SEC filing uh, to to satisfy the members that they're not doing anything that they shouldn't be doing uh, the the age old were were the victims um and so i i definitely see some talk pointing to the adversaries and uh, that they're the victim in this case yeah i think you're right and i think that other people predicted just i put it in the category that i call just general fear mongering you know we're a target we're a victim the adversary is after us um the end of days uh, the we're in the latter days you know just something to get people feeling a sense of urgency and a sense of being wary and and of course paying more attention to what the church leaders are saying so a lot of people said they felt there would be talks that just had a general undertone of you know look out what's going to happen you know maybe some <laughs> some phrases like, you know, if we could only tell you what was coming or if, you know, they sort of say things like that and you have to fill in the blank or your brain does and you just are left feeling like, what, what is coming? Tell me. <laughs> so, so people definitely thought that would happen. And um, to go along with that, um, sort of a also beware of the media, you know, I, I think we've heard this recently on stake levels. There've been some reports that stakes I think maybe acting independently have sent out letters like take a news fast, beware of media, but that also seems to be a current theme. So some people have predicted again, watch out for the media, only go to trusted sources, maybe even a media fast, some people predicted, but if that was going to happen, that would have been good a couple of weeks ago when the SEC came out. So I don't know if there'll be a media fast. Um, I kind of thought that they might even specifically mentioned TikTok, because as we know, that's a platform where so many people, especially younger people are getting just, you know, instant bite-sized doses of things that they can kind of wrap their brain around and go, oh, that is a question. So whether or not one of them will get up and say, we'd like to warn you to stay away from TikTok, 
Oh, this just, oh, I'm getting the word that it's TikTok. Anyway, check your children's phone. See if you see this app. You know, I don't know if they'll get that specific, but I'm sure they're talking about that behind the scenes because TikTok is blowing up with with all these just extremely well-made, informational, accurate <laughs> portrayals of things. So, so yeah, a lot of people said beware of media and some kind of messages like that to watch out and parents watch your children and what they're on. So I, I think that's pretty accurate. I feel like there might be something like that. So. I think they'll tell them to stay off Mormonish. Oh, do you think they might? <laughs> I, you know, maybe it's possible. We're certainly not as hard hitting as a lot of other sites. That's for sure. No, that's so, for sure. Maybe, we, I don't know. We, I don't we've know. got one here though, that uh, someone had brought up that, uh, uh, you know, with the media searches that the, and definitely with the last survey where the LDS church is like way at the bottom with the negative uh, yeah. results that people have very negative uh, impression of the LDS church. Uh, it, they said the LDS will bring up too many negative search results, a win for Satan. So the church's name will be changed to F.A. Erchche of Ye, S.U.J., Ishray of Ye, Latter-day Lay, Yay Day Saints. <laughs> My pig so Latin pig is Latin. horrible. <laughs> pig Latin. I love it. <laughs> so that will be the new name. So search engines will no longer pick up all the uh, all the sites that have the true information that members can search. <laughs> well, I believe that's one of the impetuses behind changing the word Mormon, because when you did search Mormon, a lot of things came up that were confusing and perhaps negative to faithful members. And now I feel like sometimes when you, I know that they must spend a lot of money on SEO, because when you do search something, when I try to do research, you wade through pages of, you know, LDS you know, information that they put out before you can get to just some other scholarly things. So I know that they are very aware of what you find when you mm -hmm. search and what comes up. So yeah, I, I don't know. That's an interesting prediction. Yeah, they... <laughs> I don't know if it'll be pig Latin, but, <laughs> but there might be something. We'll see that. Oh, that's so funny. And then speaking of new language or uh, new ways to say things, I think you have the next one. <laughs> yes. Well, we, we know how fond they are of disparaging uh, apostates and those who have gone online and have found things that uh, make them question the leadership and uh, make them eventually uh, depart from the church. And so, you know, we've seen those uh, talks where they've called them lazy learners and they've called them, uh, you know, fence sitters and different names that have- Kathy uh, pullers, things yeah, like that. So that yep. Have called upon the ire of the, uh, the ex-Mormon community. So, well, we've asked ourselves, what names are they going to come up with that are going to pull the ire of the ex-Mormon community? And we've come up with a couple that we think they may be using this time. Um, Telestial traitors. Ooh, I can that, hear that, that right now stings. in my head. I can hear that. <laughs> Lazy donors. <laughs> in the wake of the SEC, you know, yeah. we, we just haven't been doing our part. That's right. Those of you who are not full-time payers, you lazy donors, we need to get back on track. Yeah, I can hear that too in my head. Boy, these are... And 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 my personal favorite, garment dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, we're being kind of silly here, but I, uh, I do feel they do come up with these phrases that, you know, they stick. Although I feel like people in the post-Mormon community, we turn them around and we use them for good. For example, in our virtual book club for uh, Post and Nuanced Mormons, The Good Book Club, um, we have a 
virtual series that we call Lazy Learners. And it's like a bonus event, a virtual event on a weeknight. And we do exactly the opposite of that. We bring in authors and we have people give us presentations on all kinds of topics, but we definitely make fun of the fact that we were all called lazy learners several years ago at conference. So I guess we make it our own is what I'm trying yes. to say. Yes, and, and, and we make it a night where, unlike where you have to read the book on the other ones, it's the yeah. night where you don't have to study anything. We it's have a presenter learning. who comes in and gives you the information. Exactly. So you don't have to read that yeah. night. And so, yeah. so for maybe one we night- we are lazy learners lazy. if we're not reading. But yeah, we definitely, you know, use that phrase, which is funny. So- <laughs> Um, another one. Now, this is interesting. I several several people fell into this category of a prediction, and that would be the warning against ATC, and that is activism toward the church. Have you heard of this phrase before, Landon? Uh, yes, yeah, it started becoming popular probably last conferences. Uh, mm -hmm. with the black menaces and stuff is really exactly kind of yep it refers to people that are actively trying to draw attention to something that they feel is harmful in the church i would give an example of perhaps a sam young we bring that up a lot somebody that you know either working in the inside like the black menaces or somebody who has now stepped to the outside but they're really you know battle cry against some issue in sam young's case of course it was um youth and child interviews you know so so the church is calling this activism in a negative way. Um, but if you historically look at the people that might be accused of this activism, a lot of the changes get made. It, it really does draw attention to things that are maybe not quite right. And there are other examples of that. But I think that that might be brought up, you know, for members to be wary of people that seem to be activists or calling out problems they see, and also to certainly not get involved in that in any way yourself. What are your thoughts on that, Landon? I think you're definitely going to see a talk related to this because the church is the church and its leaders are going to be under criticism for the SEC uh, scandal. I think even though most members I don't think are are overly going to leave the church on this. I do think it brings up concerns. And I think the church right. is definitely being criticized from the outside for this. I think the faithful members are going, oh, we trust our prophet. But people on the outside are going, what is this that a church right. is growing this kind of wealth? Uh, and I think there's going to be, you know, possibly even congressional investigations and whatnot into uh, how can a church be allowed to grow this much, much wealth completely unrestricted and untaxed, uh, I think some questions may be forthcoming at some point. Yeah, no, I'm, I think we will see, maybe not a whole talk about that, but it'll be brought up, the activism, ATC. Yeah. It's a new word, everybody, learn it. I think you're gonna hear it. So, um, and then to kind of go along with how I mentioned Sam Young and interviews with youth, um, somebody made kind of a very specific suggestion, and I don't know if they had insider information, but it sounds so like something that actually would happen. And they predicted that there would be a new program in the church to protect youth. And they even predicted that it would be called Behold Your Little Ones, the BYLO program. That just sounds so realistic, doesn't it? That something like that would happen. Um, this person predicted that it would be, there'd be instruction about this on the fifth Sunday, and it would just be a new program implemented that focused on the protection of youth. And I think about, you know, the whole Boy Scout, you know, that's all in the news. So I can see there being some kind of emphasis that they come up with saying, we are now going to implement this in, you know, our classes 
houses, our auxiliaries everywhere. And so, and I love that name, Behold Your Little Ones. I feel like, I feel like maybe this person really knew something. I don't know. I just thought it sounded really specific. Yeah, it sounded like it. And it's really something they need to implement. Uh, again, their, their persona out in the world is really dropping and they're getting news story after news story of youth on, you know, not protecting uh, their youth and not reporting on on these type of incidents. And even though they're fighting against it, that's one of the reasons their their name is going down, I think, is they're getting all these negative news stories and they've got to do something to look like they're that they're trying to protect uh, the children. And so a program like this, I could I could realistically see that something like this being rolled out uh, and being yeah. announced that they're going to be rolling out a program to the to the church, which would be awesome. That would be it, amazing. It's I needed. Would applaud that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely needed. needed. Yep. And speaking of programs, you picked up on some of the some people that had had another thought about programs in the church. Yeah. Uh, the youth program change, uh, you know, changes to the youth program. Uh, you know, some people had mentioned, you know, doing away with the uh, midweek activities for the youth. Uh, ever since they rolled out the PISS program, as, as we remember, uh, it stood for physical, intellectual, social, and spiritual. I think they rolled it out with a yeah. different order, but everyone... Everybody instantly went, uh... Yep. Oh. Yes, the PISS <laughs> program. Uh, well, it turns out that program is kind of become piss poor and uh they may they may get rid of that it's it's amazing you know the most important thing in most churches is their youth program that's what draws people to a church and it seems like the church has just hollowed out their youth program there are not strong youth program you know the scouting program used to be the heart of the of the young men's program and uh they've really seemed to kind of hollow it out recently uh can they afford to get rid of it? No, but it seems that the church, it's almost like it's a liability that, oh, this is where the the youth uh, things happen to make us get sued and stuff. So they're almost, and you look uh, at the Widow's Might report that you guys have been doing on uh, with Mormon uh, stories, and you can see that the ward, the budgets go into the wards and the youth programs are absolutely the least place that the church invests their money. Whereas at the mega churches outside, the youth programs are one of the big places that they focus their money on because that's what draws families. That's what brings people in. And so, uh, you know, I don't know that they'll do away with the youth programs. That's certainly a, an important part of, of retaining people. But they, you know, the, the fact that they're not doing anything that, they don't seem to have any clue how to how to grow a, a youth program is really, you know, they might as well go away because most people I talk to, it's like the youth programs are not strong right now. No. And, and when we think about how we were raised, you know, that's why everybody was in and stayed in for decades. The youth programs, I mean, yeah. that was it. The, in, the adults were involved. It was, and when you say youth program it's not just the youth it's the parents supporting the youth yeah. but you know just a big community 
feel, and that's what other Christian churches are doing. And some of the commenters on our post said, yeah, in other places um, where it's more evangelical or Christian, like the town shuts down, it's church night, you know, Wednesday night, we're all going over here. There's a huge potluck barbecue. You know, it is, it's a huge, yep, they've got softball league all they've around got, the youth, right. Yep. And everybody knows it. And it's a highlight and it's what everybody wants to do. And with the PISS program, you don't see that at all. Um, you see leaders trying really hard. I know they are. Um, you see kids that, you know, they'll go, but it's nothing like what we had. And it's nothing like what other Christian churches who have figured it out. So, and that kind of brings us into our next, um, prediction that uh, a lot of people talked about. And that was sort of that there'll be a general, a focus on generic Christianity. And I see that more and more in the church magazines, um, just general Christian phrases and, you know, nothing specific, nothing Mormon specific, just feel good Christianity is basically what it is. And I think that because it's right before Easter, I think there'll be a, a huge focus on Jesus which it sounds so funny to say it, but you haven't had that in a lot of other conferences. You focused more on the Mormon centric things. I think they'll talk about Jesus. You'll hear. And, and even this is so funny to me. Um, even as soon as recent as gosh, 15 years ago in the ward I was in, we had a whole fifth Sunday meeting on not using the word Jesus. They said it was too informal that we needed to say the savior or our savior we had to make sure that we, even in our speech, just during the day, would say that. And so I think it's so funny to hear now leaders and people in wards saying, Jesus, I love Jesus. Jesus, it's just so funny to me because that was a huge no-no. Even as recently as a few years ago, you call very formally our Savior, not Jesus. So I predict that they will say Jesus a lot from the pulpit because they're trying to give that more generic Christian feel. And I also predict that um, because it's right before Easter, they will talk a lot about Palm Sunday, which I am here to tell you in my five decades plus <laughs> in the church, there was no mention of Palm Sunday. You did not celebrate it. In fact, you kind of looked at your other Christian neighbors and thought, what are you guys doing? What is this about? It was not a Mormon thing. And we've seen it kind of creeping in. They're starting to draw attention to it, explain. They have to explain to Mormons what it is, <laughs> even though it's been celebrated in all of Christianity all over the world <laughs> for centuries. And so I predict they'll, they'll kind of appropriate Palm Sunday as a new idea, a new thing that we're going to celebrate now. What do you think about that? No, I definitely, in, in my work, uh, I'd be working and I'd go in and people would be saying, oh, no, we're we're taking that day off. It's Good Friday. And I'm like, Good Friday. That's a thing. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> I mean, I know what Good Friday was, but I didn't know that it was a holiday. But right. everywhere else, they were they were all taking it off. It was, you know, the company didn't give us off, but everyone would take it as a right. as a floating holiday to go celebrate Good Friday. So uh, but that's something I, you know, I didn't even realize was a thing uh, because right. we never celebrated that. So uh, they've definitely. But I bet you celebrated Pioneer Day because you were in Utah. I bet you did. I never got <laughs> I it because too. nobody else in the whole company took Pioneer, got Pioneer Day. I... <laughs> but as a kid, I bet that was a holiday. But, that was but a holiday yep, for in me. Utah, there everyone was taking that. And... No one understood yep. why anyone yep. would get Pioneer Day off. So yeah, why are you wearing a Pioneer dress on the 24th of July? Well, it's Pioneer Day, I would say. And all my non-Mormon friends would go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, that first scene in Under the Banner of Heaven is correct. Is For real. those of us of a certain <laughs> age, you did dress up like a pioneer and you did go to your church and you decorated your bike. So that was a real thing, right. at least some places. So, oh my they goodness. definitely are focusing more on Jesus. I don't know if that's just a Russell Nelson thing and if we're going to continue down that path once he's gone or if the church is rebranding itself that Christianity, you know, mainstream Christianity mm -hmm. is the way that that we uh, want to go, which makes no sense because we spent so much time, you know, misaligning ourselves from yeah. them and saying that's not the way that we want to go. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see that. Yeah. Um, we, we also had several people say that there'd be fewer and fewer mentions of Joseph Smith. Um, and we do see that, you know, again, that's the separating yourself and trying to make yourself more mainstream Christian and less, you know, weird to the Christian world that you're, you know, that you believe in this Joseph Smith guy and the church is realizing that the Joseph Smith historical problems are yeah. causing a lot of strife within their own church. So they're trying to separate uh, themselves from some of that uh, misinformation, from some of that not misinformation. It yeah. is, it is true information that uh, a lot of the stuff is not accurate that they've been preaching. Do you think that they will distance themselves a little, even from the Book of Mormon at this conference? I was having a conversation with RFM about that because in recent years, Nelson made that one statement about, you know, not being a historical document, you know, so there's some speculation. Will they ever move that direction? RFM says, no way. It has to absolutely still be what it is, the founding document, but maybe fewer mention, maybe more mention of the Bible. I see this with people on missions that they are engaging in Bible study. They're, they're using Bible scriptures where I think there was a long period of time in the church where that just wasn't, it was not Old Testament. It was not New Testament. You didn't do that. It was pure Book of Mormon. So I wonder if it's a hybrid right now, or I don't know. I, we'll have to see. I, I can see using the Bible more. And, and when we say Bible, let's face it, we're talking New Testament. Uh, they yes. never used the Old yes. Testament. No. Um, okay. But I don't see them uh, I could see them talking less about the Book of Mormon, but mm -hmm. I never see them uh, separating themselves from the Book of Mormon because I don't see, I never see a Facebook picture of a missionary where he's not hugging the Book of Mormon as if yeah. it's his girlfriend um, <laughs> or, or sister missionaries if it's her boyfriend. It, it's like every picture they're there with, like they're worshiping that book. It is, it has become the, you know, it is the everything for Mormons is that book. Uh, so to separate themselves from it, I, I can't see Not that happen. happening. That, that's really funny that you would bring that up as a girlfriend, because when I was in college at BYU, I had a roommate who a guy asked her out and he said, think of me as the Book of Mormon. I'm not asking you to read the whole thing. I'm just asking you to turn a few of my pages. <laughs> <laughs> we never forgot that. We joke about that to this day. And no, she did not marry him. I don't even think she went out with him. Yeah, she, but he was trying really hard to get himself and the Book of Mormon in the same. Because so, you know, who can say no to the Book of Mormon? <laughs> and I don't know 
what that metaphor is. I'm just asking you to turn a few of my pages. I don't even want to go there. It was BYU in the 80s. It was a weird time. Maybe we'll do an episode on that. But anyway, it'll be interesting to see. Less Joseph Smith, less Book of Mormon. Those were some actual predictions. So, and then well, I'm glad I it's think... not the Bible because you sure wouldn't want to turn to his Peter. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Are we going to have to edit that out? I'm just not sure. <laughs> That was really bad. So we're mentioning now what we're going to have less of. Landon, what have people told us that they think there will be more of? <laughs> um, there, uh, there, there will definitely be more talk of President Nelson. <laughs> we all know we can't have a talk without praising President Nelson in some way, shape, or form. I think that was probably the most commented uh, thing everybody knew that president yeah. nelson's name would come up yeah uh and and there's a lot of mention of this gandhi king mandela peace prize <laughs> whether that would come up uh, everyone's just blown away by that how the you know a man that was on uh, at least in senior church leadership even if he wasn't an apostle at the time when they rejected the blacks from having the priesthood, the priesthood man, is now yeah. receiving an award where he will be in the hall with men, the likes of Abraham Lincoln and Martin Luther King, that he has done as much for the, <laughs> the world for the uh, for equal rights as those men have is just shocking, <laughs> yeah. to, to say the least. So, uh, but that may be brought up to show you know it what a be. great equalizer he's been in the world, uh, which yeah. is just shocking global uh, so. faith leader that that's probably realistic uh yeah so that that was the, i think that was probably the top prediction that there'd be discussion of, yeah i mean and you can't really go wrong by saying that because that is that's been that way every other yes. conference <laughs> session so um another another really popular one is they said they will talk about the new word the new phrase covenant path over and over and over i remember when they first said that i watched conference i heard that phrase and i went ding ding there it is we're going to hear that. That is what they're hanging their hat on right there. And the thing that's interesting to me about the covenant path is that it seems to walk itself back farther and farther. You know, they are now saying, if you started on the covenant path at baptism, you've got to see it through. You don't have to ask yourself if you want to go on a mission. You already said you would when you were eight. I now feel like they're taking it back. If you were born on the covenant path, you know, you have already, your life is mapped out for you as this straight, it's kind of replacing almost the iron rod, right? But instead of telling people you must now hold to the rod, they're saying, oh no, you already put your feet on that path. And you made a good point, Landon, about how you thought it might even go back even further. I thought that was interesting what you said. Yeah. When you look at the scriptures, uh, you know, the, the, in the new Testament, Jesus's Christianity, when he became the son of God, the newer the the gospel, the further back he be, he was God. So mm -hmm. in Mark, which is the oldest one, he became the Son of God at his baptism. That's when Jesus said, "This is my Son." Uh, then in in uh, Luke and John, he was, or, or in Luke and uh, Matthew, he's the Son of God at his birth. And then in John he was the word before he even came to the earth. So pretty soon they'll be saying, oh, you were one of the great noble ones. You covenanted to go on a mission before you even came to earth. That's yeah. why you came to this and you 
came to a Mormon family because you covenanted you would go on a mission before you even were born. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I can totally see that because we're already told, you know, you made the decisions before you were righteous. That's why you're here. So I can see them actually using the words covenant path in the pre-existence. Yep. I predict that right here, that someday it'll be that <laughs> you set your celestial feet on the covenant path before the world was even created, something like that, yep. you know, and they'll just stretch it back. So it's no a choice. never ending. It's an infinity path is what it is. And you don't remember saying yes, but you did. And that also kind of, there's a lot of talk about consent in the church, you know, that we don't know what we're doing. We were never told this, but now they're basically saying you did consent. It's just that there's a veil there and you don't remember. That's a really it's good consent. That will be the new word. Veiled consent. consent. Ooh, we are just, <laughs> we are just creating things right and left. This is amazing. Okay. We're kind of getting down to the end here, but boy, we've had just some really interesting predictions. Um, this one, a lot of people said that uh, the church will take responsibility or credit for all the moisture Yep. The ugliest word in the English language actually certifiably <laughs> voted on by linguistics associations that moisture is the most unattractive word. Um, but there has been a lot of moisture lately and that they will say fasting prayers, faithfulness. There will be some credit given to our tiny denomination um, having been responsible for all the moisture in the world. Yeah, so I think right, that'll be a good one. And whether or not they'll go into that, they gave the water rights uh, to the Great Salt Lake. That's a lot of moisture. That's, that's probably a lot of moisture. It, it, I which, don't know if they'll bring that up because then that reveals the fact that they held on to those water rights. For... Brings the question how a church owns a reservoir, an entire a reservoir worth of water uh, yeah. is owned by a church. Yeah. Uh, in a desert is just beyond belief. Yeah, that's I, I will give them credit that they're giving it. To, to them yeah. but how they got how that they have it just makes that's you a lot of wonder. moisture that let's just say a lot it. Of moisture. um other people said that um uh, because conferences around april fools we will see a lot of memes um with an <laughs> I, april fools theme about what is said at conference and some of the leaders so i can see that i that's, agree that one will happen yep you think that's true so okay um let's see oh that's funny i i flip-flopped so why don't you talk about the next one then landon uh yes uh several comments about the strange bodily sounds that old men make that we They're often real. hear when they get up and <laughs> yeah and i don't think we need to go into those we know you know i will say i predict that there will be that weird kind of nervous laughter that's not loud laughter when someone makes a joke that isn't really funny there's that kind of overall <laughs> you know it's just kind of a creepy just odd laughter like it's obligatory expected. laugh i was gonna say expected it's obligatory laughter yeah so so there'll be a lot of that and then like you said the sounds which you know what we're talking about and we don't really need to go into those <laughs> and again these are elderly gentlemen and so we don't want to disparage anyone because i don't think they can help it so but when it's amplified over the microphone into the world sometimes it makes it uncomfortable and i've seen people that will take snips and like put them together and it's just you know if you haven't seen those on tiktoks it's just oh my goodness so yeah that was that was that was a big one too and then i think there's one final one that landon's gonna read and this is the one that made us laugh for like 10 minutes literally this was the one so if whoever made this prediction is out there watching the show and listening your prediction made us laugh for five minutes we could not stop <laughs> 
So here's our final one. And this this one is, I, I predict 100% that this one will come true. Um, and it is that the church will announce a $5 million donation to the U.S. Treasury. <laughs> and that is the ultimate spin, isn't it? It's not a fine. It's an amazing, wonderful donation that we've made. So... Oh, that's great. People are so creative. Well, this has been really fun. And I don't know how many of these will come true, but it definitely gives us an idea of what people have heard before at conference and what they're hearing between, you know, last conference and this conference and what they think is going to be said. So did you have a good time putting these together? Uh, it was a lot of fun reading through these. And, you know, we know that uh, as usual, that it'll probably be boring and then none of these will come true. <laughs> but it's your fun. It's amazing that the members can come up with a lot of clever ideas for the church and the leadership seems to come up with none other than let's announce a lot more temples. That seems yeah. to be about the extent of the creativity sometimes, but let's hope maybe that uh, they'll think through some of these and and uh, and let's hope on others that we're completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, there are some that I hope they never happen, but it was interesting to talk about. So yeah, so I guess we'll end then. And please, put, we're going to put this out a week or so before a conference. So please put your own predictions in the comments. Let's see how prophetic, maybe you have your own crystal ball or what do you have, Landon? Or dropping the hat or your hat that's right and let's hear what you guys think so um we hope that you will like and subscribe if you would like to come along on this journey with us we sure appreciate all of you in the comments that you give us in the feedback and you can hit the notification button if you want to be notified when new episodes are out and we will see i, I was going to say we'll see you at conference but i probably don't think anyone will really be watching i don't know maybe now that we've made this program they're going to want to watch to say let's see you know check it off what did I'll, they get right i'll probably watch that saturday afternoons for Just the first few minutes the financial report to see that's right so yes please comment and tell us your thoughts on conferences past and future and we'll say goodbye from mormonish for now thank you thanks for joining us for another episode of mormonish we really appreciate our listeners and would love to hear from you if you have a story you'd like to share. You can email us at mormonishpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, mormonishpodcast.org. And don't forget to look for us on YouTube and like and subscribe. Keep joyful, everybody.